Minute 105, Minute 105. You can't tell me those old Monopoly because they're charged down. They're getting crazy. Gonna kill everybody in the land of the valley. <laughs> Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. I'm Chieko Dunham. And I am Jake. Welcome back, Jake. Thanks for being with us here this whole week. I'm happy to be here. It was a great week and it was a great time to talk some Nausicaa. Yes, Ghibli Minute, which is what we're doing now, is the podcast where we talk about movies from Studio Ghibli, one minute at a time. Mm, minute by minute. Minute by minute is another way to say that. Today we are talking about Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, minute 105. 105. 105. <laughs> minute 105. Minute 105. Uh, minute 105. Starts with Nausicaa smiling at the ohm. Mm. And it ends with Nausicaa <laughs> holding a machine gun. Two two faces of Nausicaa. She's complex. She's yeah. got issues. Yeah. You I know, feel she like just burnt. I feel I like I need... say she... Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> We're just having interruption issues. I was just like, well, she did just burn her foot off and been, has been shot and shared an emotional hug with, with the ohm. Yeah, I do feel like I need to mention uh, another movie from 1981, Sailor Suit and a Machine Gun, Serafukuto Kikanju. It's a, a Yakuza, a Japanese gangster movie where this uh, high school girl, a bit of a delinquent, she inherits a Yakuza game from her uh, from her father. Mm. So one of the key scenes is she's wearing her sailor nice. school uniform with a submachine gun. So it's more of a, yeah, it's more of a submachine gun, like an Uzi, not like a, this thing's more like a BAR or something. Yeah. This is a huge, but I felt it's like it's definitely, an, it's definitely an interesting looking film. I just Googled it. <laughs> definitely interesting looking. Cause like there's an, an anime show that came out somewhat similar called Nisekoi. Oh, Nisekoi. Yeah, Nisekoi. Um. Yeah. Where he kind of... I know about that. The, these two families, these two girl, this girl and boy kind of inherit a gang and a, and the, um, a Yakuza because they're the children of the leaders. And, oh, okay. But it's actually funny and kind of deals with romance, but it's worth checking out. Like those two children are supposed to fall in love so that they can end the war, and but the boy likes someone else. And oh, the girl so is it's like... like not, it's not Romeo and Juliet. It's Romeo and Juliet and Ethel the Pirate's Daughter or something. <laughs> Something along those lines, yeah. Because they're supposed to, like she said, marry the, f- the marry together and end the kind of this turf war that's been going yeah. on. And so they're like forced to go on dates to like appease their parents. Mm. And they kind of fake then, everybody out, saying that they're yeah. And they end up getting emo like feelings for each other. And but she's kind of like over the top, and he's kind of like this nice guy who doesn't really yeah. like violence and stuff. She's half, so I was like, oh. A half character? I'm going to watch that. <laughs> okay, right on. Did she hold a machine gun with the sailor outfit? I don't think so. I can't remember. She does wear her schoolgirl outfit in various points. Yes. I think there's parts where she does hold a gun, but I think they deal with more of her being like technically like super strong, and they call her like she's kind of like an ape mm-hmm. to her face because they make fun of her because she's super strong and gets like super upset really fast. Yeah. but They don't call her an ape because she's half. No. No. Okay, that's good. But back to Nausicaa. Back to 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 Nausicaa, yes. So the Ohm are turning away. This is what I was asking about last minute. Mm. Did she expect them? Did Nausicaa expect them to cross the lake? I think she did. 
Yeah, because she does. She's talking to the baby Ohm, and you know and they're coming to get you, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so they would have. They've either would have had just been like some way of accessing it by land, or they probably would have just gone through the acid, and maybe their yeah their hard shells would have lasted for so long, or maybe the acid isn't deep enough so they're able to get get through it super fast. You know, it's a shallow lake. As long as they keep their feelers retracted, yes, maybe they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes. I don't know. Because, like, with the hard shell, if it's able to sustain the shells and the explosions that they've been subjected to, I feel like the acid wouldn't be that big of a problem. Right. But with an open yeah. wound where it can access, you know, the inside of you, then, yeah, it could definitely kill you. Because it says, you know, she says, good boy, you know, they're com- I'm fine, they're coming for you. And they're coming at them, and then all of a sudden they make a, a right turn. A very sharp right turn. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, Na- this is Nausicaa, not NASCAR. <laughs> right and then she's do, but in nascar isn't it aren't they always turning left yep or do they sometimes turn right that's that's another distinction because they're always turning left <laughs> they make a lot of left turns and so the omu are being anti-nascar and turning right <laughs> they, they had their inner they're having their inner zoolander moment they made a right turn mm. and i think it's funny she's like oh omu don't go that way you silly little omu <laughs> you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to go that way it's like, let, it's supposed to come here. Come over here and let me slap you on the tendril. <laughs> it's a bad little omu. So, but, so she expected them to come and then carry the the baby ohm away? Or at least like... Somehow? Heal it or something. Or heal it with their feelers? With their feelers. Their fiber optic tendrils. Now, hmm. am I the only one noticing? Is Tato... Uh, no, Tato's not on the shoulder that has the wound. Never mind. No. No. That's like If he was, that would... Ow. Because <laughs> yeah, Tato got back up on her shoulder and is now staring out at the Omu as well. Mm-hmm. And then she turns to the to her left and she sees the, again, it looks like, I, I would say it's a submarine shooting off at the Omu. That's what it looks like yeah. in the shadows. It looks like, at least from this shot, it looks like a, a submarine. Yeah. So what do you think is actually doing the shooting? Is it just, just the tanks? The Tomekian tanks? I think it's the Tomekian tanks. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't think people from the valley would... They don't have at artillery ohms. like that. No. No. Even if they did, I don't think they would shoot at an ohm. At the ohm? Yeah. You don't think so? I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But as they... But the ohm seem... Oh, go ahead. They seem to turn away before the shooting starts, though. Well, because they start heading towards the valley, and then once they start turning toward them, that's when the shooting starts. Yeah, that's when that starts. So why did they turn away? To go to the valley. Why? Because they just want to wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. They're so... <laughs> We're that so they mad. were going towards the baby home. Well, they like she ends up saying that they've forgotten them in their rage, mm-hmm. and so now so I think I think they're just mad at humans in general. But then the Pajit soldiers say, "Fools, drawing them with their own fire." Oh. Well, like once they start shooting at them, I think that's when they're you know reacting to the external stimuli and they start heading towards the the firing. Yeah, I think we didn't. I think there, there must have been a couple shots that we didn't see. Yeah, yeah, and because you know they, that's when they really start charging at that general direction. Maybe there was a far, shots fired, or maybe they just made that right turn, and that's when yeah. they started firing. And so reaction caused another reaction, which caused them to head towards the the people. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, but as we do that, we, we do see inside of the flying jar as the, they say, fools drying them with their own fire. And all of the yeah. flying, appar- you know, the flying jar, all the tools to fly it are on the outside of the jar. And then the stand is in the middle that held the machine gun. And you've got kind of the, what looks like kind of like a gas cylinder. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I've never been in a hot air balloon, but the those look like hot air balloon controls to <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what he would have based it off of because this movie came out in Mm -hmm. the 80s, right? Yeah, Yeah. 84. So, you know, they wouldn't have had a lot of the modern day controls that they would have had to now. So he probably just based it off what he had seen. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I think, you know, with that flying jar, it looks like the bottom of a something that would be at the bottom of a hot air balloon. So I'm guessing he kind of based it off of similar design. So are you saying that the control hot air balloon controls have changed a lot in the last... Well... 30 years they they might have at least changed a little bit because you know yeah. innovation technology there, there were probably better burners mm-hmm. better way to you know shoot fire up into the balloon that causes the hot air to expand but i'm guessing like just in terms of like it, you know advancement in flying technology so like not just like in hot air balloons but like just flying in general because yeah you, you know mm-hmm. yeah true so there would have been some kind of advancement and you know that's when the poor bad mustache facial hair man points at him and <laughs> yeah and then he turns around to go away and what does he see behind him oh we have nasca channeling her inner tony montaigne her her inner scarface yes say hello say hello to my little friend <laughs> yep the baby ohm also i'm holding a machine gun <laughs> also holding a machine gun <laughs> yep yeah, and and then he got the what everyone does. We can discuss this. We could talk things out, yeah. right? He's the guy who didn't want to hear what she had to say. And now earlier. suddenly, and now he wants to talk. Now he when wants he's to talk. not the one holding the machine gun. Now mm-hmm. he wants to talk. Right now, talking is a good idea. <laughs> I feel like with with talking, most of the time you can probably work out your issues. But if you go straight for like punching and killing people, generally that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy yeah. that earlier when his partner said, oh, she wants to talk. He's like, eh, so what? Shoot her. <laughs> yeah. Even when he was like, that's the princess. Shoot her. It's like, we don't know that. Let's just kill her right now. Mm. So that's what happened when he jumped the gun. Yeah. <laughs> get it? I get that now. Yeah, gun. it took me a second. I made a pun. A little one. Funny. Yes, I, <laughs> I did. I made a funny. Cowabunga. Um, but in this moment, like we see the, the Omu charging towards the valley, charging towards, I get, like you said, where the shots are being shot from. Where it looks like, a, yeah. again, it looks like a submarine. It's not a yellow submarine, but it is a submarine. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, imagine all the people across the world. Imagine that there was no fighting, you know? It would have been, it would yeah. have been, it would have been great. And these gi- It's not that hard to do, right? Well, you know, you have giant beetles charging down on you. Yeah. They just... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a really big Beatles fan. <laughs> this is bringing me back. <laughs> you know, well, I've dropped a, a few things in there for you. <laughs> You know, and reminds me of the uh, the Lathe of Heaven. Have you guys ever seen that movie? The book, uh, the Ursula Le Guin book, The Lathe of Heaven. This guy who, when he has dreams, he wakes up and the dreams, the dreams not only come true, but the world. It's as if the world has the dream happened like several years ago, and the world has always been that way. Oh, it's like he goes to a therapist to kind of control him, and uh, it's 
therapist like starts using this power he just starts playing with it and like gives him hypnotic suggestions or something and say okay i want you to dream that racism isn't a thing anymore <laughs> and he wakes up wakes up the next day and everybody's skin is gray hmm. like there's no there's no change in, in skin color anymore but uh in the movie like there's some others uh, it involves like these aliens come down mm-hmm. and they're basically giant beetles and there's beatles music playing that's, oh. a, that's what i remember from seeing this movie on tv as a kid well, it's 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 about to start the revolution, you know. Yeah. And and he was having dreams about yesterday, and that's just what happens, in a, you know, in a, a day in the life of people that live with giant beetles coming down on them, you know. Oh my god. Yeah. Wrong show. <laughs> Wrong show. Is there a Yellow Submarine minute? There's okay. the Alphabetical is another uh, podcast uh, done by the guys who did Star Wars Minute. They go through all the Beatles songs in alphabetical order. Ooh, I, that was a project I did once where I just I, I had to all the Beatles. I had to do like an alphabetical packet thing, and I did the Beatles songs. Oh, well, that sounds like something worth doing. <laughs> you know, we you know we just got to come together and get it done. <laughs> yep. You know, and as these Omu are charging down the valley. You know, it, it's funny because they're at nighttime and like, I feel like once the sun comes up, you know, here comes the sun and all of a sudden everything's great. Yeah. It was a hard day's night. It was. <laughs> and they were, and they were working like a squirrel fox, a fox squirrel. And they were about, and she said hello to that baby Omu and then she had to say goodbye. And then she, you know, and she's like, and in that mo in this minute, you know, she's really, the Omu is just telling, you know, Nasuka that she just wants to hold their hand. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think I think we hit the record number for Beatles puns in just this episode. It's pretty impressive. Well, you know, when life's great, all you need is love and we love the Beatles. Yeah. In this movie and in this podcast. Yes. You know, let's let's see if we can just make it work it work it out, you know. We I think we can. I think we can work it I out. I think we can work it out. Yeah. You know? Could be hard. I mean we'll be working on it a long time. And then we can eight days a week. You know, and then we can dream of Nausicaa in the sky with diamonds or in the or in the field of green, you know, the golden field, whatever works out. Is is Lord Yupa nowhere, man? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think he's just right. He's riding on a black bird, you know, somewhere. Okay. (laughs) You know, he does ride a black bird somewhere. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. You know, it's 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 great. It's 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 all it's. It's amazing, and we're just happy to to be here to talk about these Omu, these beetles that are ruling the, ruling the world. It's it's great, but you know, and that's kind of how the minute ends is her holding the gun. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I think she's got a devil in her heart, and she's about to let it go. And there's like, I just don't understand. You know, I'm down here. You know, I, you know, if I f- fell down, I, I should be good. You know, they, need to, they just need to get this going again. But yeah, I I feel like in this, these are some of the best minutes of the movie because we see of where this all this infighting is taking them and that they just need to mm-hmm. bring it together and, and not you know i don't know just find that peace that they need to find because if they're always yeah. constantly fighting the thing that's going to win out is the omu yeah because eventually i feel like the omu is just going to kill everything on the planet yeah maybe even if they stop fighting but so he says we better check the engine and he starts to go it seems like he starts to go Towards the bottom of the flying Towards jar. Towards the bottom of the thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's where the engine is. Does it? Would they be able to access it if it was right side up? <laughs> I 
I think like they would be able to, but I think like yeah, they've so got so. those legs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I gotta wonder is like how is the engine making it fly as well? Because like it literally looks like it's all like one piece. Like there, if there's something yeah. that's flying, there would have to be some kind of propulsion, and I don't see where that would come from. Yeah, we don't see that. Yeah, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Oh, it Mysterious is. Mysterious power. Well, I think I've I've used all of my minutes and Beatles songs that I can and think Beatle of. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, I I I have as well. <laughs> so, Jake, where else can our listeners find you? Oh, they can find us. Uh, we're at the Dark Knight Minute. You can find us on most podcatchers. You can find us on Twitter at the Dark Knight Min. We have our Facebook group, the League of Listeners, and we also have our host website, GeekMindFusion.com, where you can find all the episodes, movie reviews, and other fun things. And if you can't find us any of those places, then you must not have access to the internet. All right. Well, thanks again so much for joining us this week. Look forward to maybe having you back for mm-hmm. Castle, Castle in the Sky. Sky be starting soon mm. next couple months yeah all right i guess that's it see you next time then so you know just, just gotta say goodbye yep yep on ghibli <laughs> see you next time on ghibli <laughs>